The following podcast features discussions of an adult nature. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. I am your favorite Uncle Forrest. I am your constantly depressed, stressed, but still kind of hot uh, BDSM princess Lauren Victoria. The pronouns are getting a lot longer, my dear. The title is. Well, my longer. depression's getting a lot worse for us, so. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, I, I thought it'd be a good, I, you know what, I, to help you with depression, I figured it would be super important to have another guest, or guests for that matter. Actually, this is the first time we've had two guests in one episode. I'm very excited. Yeah, you keep bringing the, men on that don't want to have sex with me. I can't help it. It's, I, I'm just doing this for I my, mean, own, after, my own benefit. After a while, like, I, I start to take it personally, because I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Not for me either. Great. That's worth. That's I mean, worth. we'll have we'll have more ladies for your taste in the future. I promise. I swear. Great. But Thanks. I'm very excited because uh, we are joined by Scott and Teddy Bear, who are the hosts of Bear with Us. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Thanks I'm so excited. We're happy to be here. I know. I'm super excited. I mean, I think I'm I'm glad that like this podcast for me exists because that gives me an opportunity to talk to the people that I follow and look up to. I know. Teddy, I've seen around for years, and I'm hands. I try to keep hands above above my waist so people Jesus know Christ. that I'm not messing myself. I'm sorry. Um, and Scott, I well, follow you. Obviously, on there. yeah, that's true. Just hands, hands, hands and feet at up, level sir. Of my where we can see them. Um, and then, of course, Scott, I follow on TikTok, who has some really great content. I was going to do a parody once of your things only gay people would understand. And it was basically, obviously we know the shower, the shower cleaner attachment. Mm -hmm. And was saying, this may look like just like a unique little attachment to water your plants. But if you know, you know, and just got lazy and decided not to do it. Um, but That's welcome. great that you should have done it. But if you know, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> At this point, everyone should know what the hell those things are. <laughs> you know what? I only know what they are now. I I don't. Okay, so Forrest, and getting closer yes. to you, I've learned more about gay men. Okay. <laughs> and like when you remember when you told me Power Bottom, and I was like, all right, well, here's my Pornhub search history is going to be real fucking weird for a couple of days. Um, and I didn't realize like all the prep work that goes into it. Like, how are you not constantly just afraid of food and people? And oh, I, I'm not, I'm not like that anymore. I used to be one of those guys that would be like, "Oh, I'm gonna, if I'm gonna bottom tonight, I'm gonna starve myself." I'm not, I'm oh, not God, dealing with no. that shit anymore. No. I'm like, no. like I'm, also, I do, I'm gonna get sorry. ready. I'm gonna take um, some like, what's that thing you take to make sure like a modium to make sure nothing happens. Oh. But oh, that's oh yeah, that's what I've been doing lately. It works great, but I'm still gonna eat. Yeah. You know. A cheeseburger before. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Too. That I'm somehow that fast. makes it more that makes me more attracted to somebody. Where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna eat a cheeseburger right before. I'm like, all right. Did you I see mean, Milk I'm the Drag Queen's fat, um, recent Wait. OnlyFans video with sometimes problematic porn star Diego Sands? Because I think it's an art piece. Oh, it's, okay. Hold on, I did not know this. Diego Sands is problematic. Mm-hmm. I. You know, I feel like if you're like the least bit problematic, Twitter will find it. So oh, I didn't really see any. Oh receipts. yes, <laughs> you need to. Okay, I did. Oh, okay. okay. And I, I at first thought it was gonna be like, all right, is the internet being dramatic? Did they find something from years ago that wasn't that offensive? 
No. So what they found was a video from him three months ago defending, saying that it's not offensive. He goes, it's not offensive for me to use the word tranny. I call everybody that. It's funny. It's how I call my friends. And you cannot take a word away from me. You can't make words offensive. No, 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 yes, no, no, no. Literally, it's literally so easy to not be like that. It's, it's just so it's easy. Zero effort to not be problematic. Not even just that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if this was 2008, I get it. People were still using that word. For that sure. was 12 years ago. It's 2021. And you're literally there proudly saying a word that all of us have all cut out of our vernacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, it's like using, it's basically like using, trying to reclaim the word faggot. And I mean, you know, I try to not use that one as much because that's See, still I, a bit of a stretch. I but like, like that word. Because I, I, I like reclaiming that because I have the right to reclaim that. Just like, yeah, I do I, too. like yeah. I have transgendered friends who will use that word, but they can use it because it's theirs. It's not mine. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he cannot I'll, use that word. Oh, no. Like, I mean, as a joke, I'll be like, God, you're such a fucking homo. But yeah. people mm-hmm. know that I'm using it as a joke. Right. You know, a and homo. right. But like, but it's just it's I, I think for I like I try to tread away from words that I know 100%. are problematic. Yeah. And but even then, like trying to stay trying to stay unproblematic, I found has become harder because mm-hmm. any tiny, I feel like any tiny thing does get. No, and th- see, that's why I first thought I was like, okay, is he being unfair? Before I saw the video, I was like, is this the internet just jumping to be angry at him? But then when I saw the video, really? I was like, oh no, girl, you deserve all the backlash if for you're, this because you're like, proud of it. Yeah, you're proud in your disposition. Like when people mm-hmm. are like, oh, hey, like maybe you don't know this, but like maybe you don't say that. And you're like, no, I have a right to. Oh, it's all the PV gays who are now getting called out for going to fucking Puerto Vallarta. Dude, and I'm like, no. that's your own goddamn fault, bitch. I, have, been spending, I have not been spending enough time with gay men because there's so much drama. There's so much drama. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. better. That gays over COVID Instagram is better than any reality show I've ever seen in my life. It's great. Like, the over, way, 100, over 100,000 followers now. Nuts. The Fuck, way yeah. that we're holding fuckers accountable for everything now is amazing. You don't just mm-hmm. be just because you identify as something that I enjoy doesn't mean that you get to just be a cunt everywhere. And I'm <laughs> seeing all of this, all like the downtown LA party that got busted. That is the only time that I can recall being excited that the cops showed up. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" All of you go home now. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. So you know what's crazy too? Apparently about that party, that's not even a gay party. That's a straight no, that was party. A, yeah, straight party. A straight party that gays took oh. over, and apparently even the DJ hates gays. So gays are willing so to you- go to a party by somebody who hates the gays. <laughs> There's so many layers to that onion. So many layers. So you uh, risk getting corona to go to a bad party? Because I'm sorry, hate, if I go, if I hear that there's no gays were involved in the planning, I'm just like, so you guys are gonna have punch? <laughs> yeah. and now it's like it higher was, risk like there's no ICU beds like before it was like mm-hmm. oh lol they might stick a tube down my throat lol yeah. but now no, it's like, like you know the danger is real absolutely I agree I just think what sucked too it, like I started realizing and I may I may actually bleep out names but I'll say names um, so if you hear a dead air just be prepared there are certain people who live in LA that I like Josh Eddy, Eddie the Fit, um, was one that I unfollowed because he went to Puerto Vallarta and he can argue that he was wearing a mask, but still went anyways. Trainer Joel or Cole Connor, who's on OF, I think mm-hmm. he did the same thing. I was like, oh God, why are we so stupid? 
<laughs> why are you pretty and stupid? But you know, it's, I think it's just getting to a point where like, I understand I'm in that same boat where I'm a little like, I'm kind of over all this shit. I just want to go and have fun. Yeah. But I still know that we still, we're not, we haven't hit the end. Well, see, so, for me, what I was, well, more, we're I was more like shocked about is, you know, usually a New Year's Eve celebration is when you're celebrating something. And I was just yeah. shocked that I was even shocked to people at home. I was like, who wants to celebrate New Year's this year? I was in the yeah. position of let's just pretend New Year's doesn't happen. Yeah. Like I just spent it at home eating a pizza, watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know what? I did the exact same thing. I got Domino's. I got two medium pizzas and nice. I ate one and then got stoned and ate the other. <laughs> Hell pizza. yeah. I'm fucking yep. here for that. I'm so here for that. Okay, so something else I wanted to talk about because Scott, I, I love where the direction it's heading to, and I really appreciate it because it makes me want to do it as well. I love that your Instagram feed has become more about posi- body positivity, and showing yeah, you yourself. Yeah, because I gain weight. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, I do. I am chunky as That's fuck, funny. but at the same time, like, like I can understand, like loving your body and appreciating it what it is and then of course obviously there's going to be a whole lot especially with what's been happening recently with being called a fucking nigel thornberry (laughs) just funny (laughs) i thought that was hilarious but i but i appreciate it i think we need more of that of like appreciate that not all bodies are the same and i love that that's the direction it's going and you know and i really do appreciate that like what was it about moving that direction what motivated you to do it i kind of just felt stuck um on my instagram where i was just kind of like i felt like i was kind of one-dimensional and so Mm -hmm. i was like i need to express like this is always who i've been but i need to translate that to the to the platform better so it kind of became like you know what do i do and how do i do it and and when i discovered tiktok and i started to make videos on there i started to kind of get a better perspective and point of view and i was like I laugh at myself a lot and that's that gets me through life being able to just you know laugh at the stupid mistakes I make and the stupid things I do so how can I present that to this platform and so then I think I started to add that level of humor to my posts and my stories um and I just feel like a a lot of people don't laugh at themselves enough, especially on social media. I feel like everyone takes it so serious and, oh, I'm so polished and, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate a piece of bread today. My abs are going to disappear. Like, I, <laughs> I never wanted to be that. And so yeah. I think it's important to share your body and your story. And I think everybody can be sexy. And I think sexiness comes from the mind and not the mirror. That's really how I feel about it. Absolutely. I love that. And leave it to the the BDSM princess and the, and the gunkle wanting to be like, let's get naked and love our bodies. That's yeah. great. I love that. So um, so Teddy then, I'm gonna pass this on to you because I've I've started noticing that there, uh, there are some like adult film actors who kind of are behind the times, but there are some who are definitely moving, moving forward. So like Johnny Sins has a TikTok now, everyone's favorite astronaut, Dr. Lawyer. Um, you have a TikTok. I think Nick Capra now has one. Is it is it important for adult film stars to be on other platforms, not to just show off their body, but to still like maintain relevance, if that makes sense? So how I look at it is, I think of it from my perspective of who would I want to see? Like who would I want to invest in and you know subscribe to? I want to subscribe to somebody that is more is like like um, Scott was talking about is not just one dimensional. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, I always look up to fellow dark porn stars who are, yes, they're gray in bed, yes, they're sexy, but they also have talents, they have hobbies, they have passions, they have a wide range of everything. So, like, my social media, I treat it like a movie rating system. So, I like to have, like, my art Instagram is probably, like, rated G, and then my... TikTok is like PG-13. Mm-hmm. Instagram, you're pushing it like a little bit R. And then OnlyFans, obviously, is NC-17. Mm-hmm. You're running that. And the, the Twitter. Alley. And That's the Twitter, HBO, too. baby. <laughs> late yeah. night, queer as folk. Yes. I'm here I, for I it. Just, I feel like it's helpful to remind people that sex workers are people. Thank you. Thank you for like, saying especially that. Especially with... Like, I got a lot of shit like, from my family when I started... Because I've been doing OnlyFans going on close to about three years ish and i didn't create a separate second like social media i went straight from here's where all my friends and family are well friends and family if you don't want to see my asshole get off my twitter like i i (laughs) one because like i want my first of all i want my friends to be supporting my content Mm -hmm. um and i wasn't gonna lose any of that momentum i I'm an actress, I'm a writer first, and I had already built up like this following of people that knew who I was and they knew my face. I just like was like, okay, well, here's the rest of my body. Yeah. Yeah. And like to where, you know, Forrest and I will release, um, you know, a graphic for the podcast now, and my mom will share it with like my godmother and be like, hey, are you doing this? My godmother today, oh, she doesn't listen to this. So, oh, wait, no, she does listen to this. Fuck, whatever. Um, (laughs) My Nina first like told me today, she's, 56 she just turned 56 she's like you know me i haven't had sex in two years and those gummies because i i finally started you know i took her to the dispensary did all the stuff mm-hmm. she's like and how i'm horny all the time do you know a good <laughs> lub- she's like do you know a good lubricant for me and i was like get it i was so excited i was yeah, so awesome. excited because i was like I was so worried that I was in this taboo stage with my family where they were like ashamed of me and now they're realizing like no i I mean, I, I worked for the Pleasure Trust for a long time. I worked in Bay, at Bayland for a long time. I have this useless, not well, sometimes it's useless. I have so much knowledge that they don't ever get to tap into. And now they're starting to be comfortable tapping into it to where my cousins are now on Instagram and Facebook talking about the social media bans on sex workers. And wow. it's like, yeah. I would have never expected my prudish Catholic family to be doing this. But I think reminding people that like sex workers, like, just as common as construction workers. Like, well, I, I think the reason why you here. were able to do that is because what you said about you treated your sex work as a reminder of it still is me. You didn't have to yeah. make it completely separate, which is, yeah. I think, back in the day, it used to be so like, oh, my God, I'm so terrified. Somebody finds out about my, my history as a porn star. Like, mm-hmm. they have to be separate. And I don't do that either. I'm like you. Like, even though I have a stage name, mm-hmm. all my fans know who the real person is. They knew Michael Carr. But they also know that, like, when I'm, I'm also teddy bear, mm-hmm. and it it humanizes sex work, which is making people be able to see it as work, mm-hmm. and start to accept us more. Absolutely, yeah. and I've been I've been starting to date more, and what's interesting because my whole like I was married doing sex work, and then when we divorced. I started dating outside, and I realized like, fuck, I have narrowed the amount of people that I can date, because they're not, half the people I meet, they're not cool with it, and I was really bummed about it the other day, and my best friend said, Lauren, think about it this way, you have 
he's like black and let's be real about it you've limited the amount of people you that are going to want to date you but the quality of those people has increased tenfold yeah yeah because you're now dating somebody that doesn't judge sex, sex work and think about that and wouldn't you rather it's crazy. Pretend, you didn't, pretend you didn't even do sex work wouldn't you rather date somebody that doesn't judge it even if you don't absolutely do it? yeah so do you think so then my question is do you think that because of the pandemic the rise in OnlyFans, obviously, like because of the pandemic, people are like I have no work, so OnlyFans, OnlyFans is gonna be that <laughs> that there. But do you think that because of the pandemic, sex work has become more normalized? Yes, um, absolutely. I love that and because it, it used to be one of those things. Just like you were saying, like it would make dating hard because they would be like, "Oh, I, I found out you have an OnlyFans," and now it's one of those things they automatically assume you have one. Mm-hmm. Like, They're like, "You're in West Hollywood, yeah. and you're hot. You've got one." Yeah, <laughs> count the numbers. But, you know, I, I think, but I I do like that there's now, the community's getting bigger, I think, which is great because then you, that allows for more opportunity to, as I, I always say, it's play. I like to play with people. It's fun. It's great. I just think that there may come a time where people may start putting out wrong information. And that's kind of what I get a little fearful of because it's mm-hmm. starting to, especially like TikTok, you'll notice that there's certain people saying, one thing and then there's a whole bunch another little small community within that circle who are going that information's not correct dude I, did- I that's what I, I discovered when i discovered like kink talk watching all these people doing rope demonstrations i'm like you have to put a disclaimer this is for aesthetic purposes only please do not tie somebody like this like mm-hmm. I, it's all these yeah. little or, or when they're talking about um like boundaries and and be- between DS that that type of relationship you cannot put black and white terms on that for a broad group of people boundaries are individual like negotiations that all each of those things are just dis- like huge ass discussions well, when people talk to me and they're like hey I'm getting interested in, in kink and BDSM do you have any advice I'm like be prepared for some long ass conversations because well, that the thing is like a conversation about that and consent should not be reduced to a 15 second soundbite right on TikTok. Absolutely. That's dangerous. Yeah. It gets so much more in depth than, hey, let's talk about your personal trauma and how it reflects on your sexuality. How bad did your parents fuck you up? Let's talk about this. Like those things are major conversations where like all if I'm having negotiations with someone, um, like I'm gonna I'm they're gonna be my new partner, I'm gonna play with them. I'm you're gonna talk to me for like three months before I get your hands touch me. And even then I might just give you a fake name just in case. Like yeah. it's because Google the voice, world, yeah. unfortunately, of online sexuality is because you can hide behind anonymity is so like FetLife. It was just very predatory. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of these young youngsters are experiencing on TikTok right now, too. What is FetLife? FetLife is if Facebook was really horny. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's uh, it's a place where like-minded adults that are interested in the kink community can get together and fuck. Um, yeah, but it was. I mean, it's a little bit more old school. Um, like, say, like I'm on okay Cupid. So people that are like 40 plus, that'll be the first thing they ask me is like, "Are you on FetLife?" I'm like, "No, I have friends." So, um, I mean, it's really cool. It's just like a really antiquated website yeah. at this point, and it's it's super predatory. You go on there, and it is fucking creepy. I had someone try to basically they found my address. So, it's someone that I met on FetLife that used my OnlyFans, and they went and found my Twitter. Like they did locations to where I had to tell. Oh hell my, no! I had to tell all my family, hey, make your accounts private because this person showed up at my house. <gasps> 
Wow. I mean, wow. do I have the gayest house in my city? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of easy to follow. It's kind of easy to follow someone with a big rainbow Black Lives Matter and it has six cats in the front yard. Like it's <laughs> Yeah, it's oh on my brand, God, I'm so, so. gay. Oh, God. I have six cats in my front yard right now. Well, I think that's um, what is hard, especially because TikTok censors so much um absolutely. 18 oh, God. plus kind of talk. And so uh-huh. it's hard to have these conversations and make them short and in depth. And I think a lot of people feel more free and open in their expression of sexuality, which is awesome. But when you're a young person, it's easy to be taken advantage of. So you do need to have this, you know, this fortitude and this knowledge coming into a a kink relationship or hookup or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to have those conversations and not let someone push Mm -hmm. your limits in a way that hasn't been agreed upon before. And I don't know if that information is easily available for young people. And it's hard too, especially because TikTok censors and pull some bullshit. Oh my God, the amount of bullshit that I've seen TikTok pull. It's like, what the, it, it, it's yeah. hard to have that conversation. And it sucks to that we're not even allowed to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, or if you do, you have to like, like pepper it in, in a way where it's not, where TikTok is not going to pick it up. And you can try to put it out. And it's like, okay, TikTok, we need to sit down and have a conversation about uh, who you get, who you can and can't get rid of for shit, for, for shitty reasons. You I know? mean, first off, let's was... go after all the accounts that are commenting on these videos of 16 year olds dancing. Yeah. Like God and God forbid it's, it's a, it's a 16 year old poor girl of color. Just the way that these people talk to them in the comments is just like that's fucking revolting. Yeah. That is you're you're one step away from pedophilia. pedophilia. Like it's 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 awful. But they're gonna go after the sex workers on on TikTok that are like adults with consent. So. Well, that's what makes me mad about all social media is that they always are going after adult performers, saying we're trying to protect the kids. Adult performers mm-hmm. don't want kids because kids don't have money. Like, <laughs> yep, you da- you're damn right. Like, I'm sorry, they're, they're always like, that, I mean, I guess that is the black and white of it. Like, right. if you were used I'm sorry, to, if you were day, there's a whole I bunch of a reasons, adult, but I guess that's the best one. I want a grown adult who has lots of spendable income. Like, I want to, we are not going after children. Who have, I'm not trying to swindle children, I'm trying to swindle men. Yes, yeah. thank you. Don't ask me with big wallets. That's what I want. Yeah, that's that's all I need. So, um, so Teddy, going into more of like the traditional filming stuff, um, that convert like the consent conversation. How does that work for like? How does that work in for you when finding partners and stuff to work with? Well, that's why I love OnlyFans and why I hated studio work and why I Mm -hmm. quit studio work a few years ago is because there was no consent in studio. It was okay, you're paired with this guy, you're going to film, and they sometimes would change the person the day of. So it was very much, you're showing up to set, and you're going to have sex with them, you whether you want to or not, basically. Oh. And I I just never wow. liked that. And it, it, I remember when I was doing studio porn, it got to the point where I thought I hated sex. And it wasn't until OnlyFans, and I started embracing my own site, that I learned, oh no, I love sex. I just hate having consent take away from me. Mm-hmm. And so with OnlyFans, it is always, who do I actually want to be with? What do I want to yeah. do? What position do I want to be? Like, mm-hmm. all that power has come back to me, and I love it. That's amazing. I really do appreciate that. I, I, especially because, like, if it's your stuff, so you have the option to make it 
whatever you want because then that's how you're going to find people like you you know like want to actually give you their money <laughs> to contribute which is great have you ever had someone like like ask for something weird be like hey i'll sit if you if i tip you this much will you do this and how to i mean i never like to say weird because you know everybody has odd and unique fetishes mm-hmm. i've had some requests but like i've always just been like if i'm, I'm not interested in it i'll just be like I'm not really interested in that. Yeah. You know, but I've never really also gotten anything strange. Um, the one I do get a lot is I do get requests to pop balloons, which I've never done yet. Hot. But that's actually okay. Weird. I was I was about to I was about to go on your OnlyFans so hard right now. I'm like <laughs> like I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what does that mean? Like just like sit and pop balloons or it's a thing? It's one? a thing. Yeah, so what it is, it's usually like muscular guys holding balloons and either popping them with their hands or sitting on them. Mm-hmm. I really think you should make a TikTok video of that for. Do you think that's safe for TikTok? Oh, it's safe for TikTok. And I saw a guy crush an apple with his bicep yesterday, and the thirst comments were ridiculous. So oh, I yeah. Think- I right. think the I think people would be into it. All right, you know what? For a tic- sorry, OnlyFans, that's gonna be a TikTok exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's free, but then it comes with the you know the sixteen year olds who are like, "Yay, more daddy!" And you're like, oh, "Yeah." So, so you're like, you know, "I could no. actually be your father." So you know, I just learned on TikTok. I'm new to TikTok. Apparently, you cannot mention your OnlyFans on TikTok. Yeah, no, my new. my link tree gets removed every single day. Removed <laughs> yeah. gets removed every single fucking day. I think right now it's it's zero n l e e f four l a n s. That's my OnlyFans because I hate everything. So yeah, how, like how can I mention OnlyFans on TikTok? Safe for work. I mean, you can do for fur work. <laughs> safe fur work. I think you can do it like. Um, she just said where you can do like zero and like pie, like and or you can just say like check it. out the fans page and yeah, and, the and that might even get flagged too. The word fans just by itself might get yeah. flagged too. Oh fuck that! Yeah. I was thinking about um, if I start wearing like a T-shirt that says only fans with my link, uh-huh. can they flag that? I don't know. I'm- they're probably I mean, the listening Chinese in government, under this chat. The Chinese government is very powerful. They can <laughs> yeah. do whatever they want. Yeah, I think they're listening to this. Jesus. Oh, my yet. God. So, okay. So, moving. So, we're going to kind of jump in and out of sex. Just, you know, taking breaks, having a smoke, <laughs> and then jumping out. right back into it. <laughs> That's what I so, did yesterday. Yeah. Lucky bitch. Um, so, <laughs> how did Bear With Us start? Because I already, it's like, what, like two or three episodes in, and it's just a lovely conversation. It's just so cute. Whatever you. you decide. How did that all come up? Yeah, so we, um, well, Teddy, we had kind of known about each other, I guess, for maybe a year now. Mm -hmm. And then Teddy reached out and he's like, hey, do you want to film content with me? And I was like, oh, I don't have an OnlyFans. (laughs) And I was like, but I'll totally do a photo shoot with you. So my friend who's a really good photographer, Lindsay, right before the pandemic, we all went out and did like a um, Brokeback Mountain inspired shoot. Which I love. It's great. (laughs) It was super fun. Super fun. Um, And so we posted that. And then through that, we just became good friends. And then Teddy had the idea to do it. Yeah, because it was after I had just did my podcast with Trixie and Katya. And Mm. I loved it. And the reception to it was great. And I had been wanting to do a podcast, but, like, I knew I didn't want to do it by myself. And I thought about, like, me and Scott always have a really good banter back and forth anytime we hung out. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just, it seemed like an easy fit. 
I love that. I love yeah. the. I, I like when you can find people that are really good with communicating and can banter off. I think Lauren and I do it pretty well. It's called a, but, trauma. <laughs> I mean, I'm the basic. I'm the basic cis white guy who has been pretty lucky so far. So. But I mean, I mean, I was talking about me, but okay. <laughs> okay, I know, I know, I'm co-opting it to myself. I'm a bad white person, but bad. but that's what it, I know. I know bad white person, but I think too, like uh, finding someone that kind of gels with you perfectly is super hard to do. So when you can find it, it's like why not make do out of it? Which I think is why like Kati and Trixie do it so perfectly. You know, like how Tr- Trixie mentions it, like Katya looks normal, but she's the fucking weird. And then Trixie's weird, but she is normal. It's 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 great. So I, yeah. I really I enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. And I think we just have a really good rapport. And I think we both value what we both bring to the table with our conversations and um, our perspective on things, I think, is very similar. What are what is everyone's thoughts on the whole Pornhub bullshit that happened just at the end of this year i'm dying to know because lauren and i have talked about it what were your guys' thoughts on it i think we kind of have different opinions i'm a little sad because my prayer list in my notes where i kept all my favorite links <laughs> when yes, i click on them I now the it's thing. all video has been removed video has been removed video has been removed. Yeah. Oh, what happened to the two cowboys railing the twink? Are they doing okay? Are they still having <laughs> dinner? I can't spend my Saturday evenings with them anymore. <laughs> but I know for, there was a lot of piracy going on with Teddy's videos. So yeah. like, I'm I'm all for having pirated videos removed, for but sure. I'm not, I'm not for the reason why they had videos removed on Pornhub because mm-hmm. that's what's scary. That. Because yeah. it's this whole, um, what, are, what are they called? Exodus um, Cry is the group. Mm-hmm. So they're the one that's also now trying to go after Twitter's the next one they want to go after. And Twitter, there's no way Twitter is going to be able to, the, the platform is so big, there's no way they're going to be able to comply. So it's going to end up just being no adult content on there. Yeah. yeah. Which, which means that, everyone ha- that uh, uses it for promotion, like me, is going to get fucked. Well, especially because at this point, it's our only place we have left. You took away Absolutely. Tumblr, you took away Instagram. Twitter is our only safe space for us to literally do our job. Yeah. And you want to take that away because at the end of the day, they always say, because we want to protect children and sex workers. You mm-hmm. don't give a shit about children and sex workers. Yeah. Right. I mean, if we gave a shit about sex workers, we would do what Australia does, where they regulate it, tax it, and these women are, I mean, any sex worker that is in these facilities, like, they're safe, and they're taken care of, and they're, and they're protected by their government. Right. Yeah. 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 But America's ashamed of sex workers, even though it's, like, the oldest profession in the world. It's kept America running forever. They're, the, the weird things that America has shame in, and that they, they, they don't have shame in, like, they're more concerned about, what was it, like, these, I think there was... Um, like a handful of videos that were picked up from Pornhub that were actually exploit, exploited minors. Totally get it, take it down. Yeah. But like how many hundreds of videos? I was just reading this report. It was like 350 something videos that got through on Facebook. Mm, yeah. Yep. Fucking mm-hmm. Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I don't, so, I don't understand I, where they're so going to keep drawing these lines. So that's what made me, made me so mad is that Facebook, there actually is a substantial issue of child porn and pornography constantly be on Facebook. But there is no talk about trying to shut it down, trying to move it, because Facebook is very involved with our government, has its Mm -hmm. basically hands and feet dug in there. Mm -hmm. And Pornhub, because as the word porn, is evil. But Mm -hmm. Facebook actually has a real issue with it, and nobody is up in arms about it. 
Well, it's like Visa and MasterCard. Visa and MasterCard, they didn't want you paying for your porn with that. But can you buy weapons with Visa and MasterCard? Can you buy mm -hmm. alcohol with Visa and MasterCard? Absolutely. Well, you know, a lot, yeah. you know a lot of banks um, in their small print for basically say they could, if they wanted to, they could kick out everybody who is a sex worker from even being, having a bank. Wow. Yeah. That's revolting. I did remember hearing about that. But I also think, too, like... Um, Sesta and Fosta, I think is the mm. name of it, is the law that like kind of just like started this whole shit show because then Craigslist was the first that definitely like knocked that shit down and that and a lot yep. of people complained because they were like that's that was how we were able to get our work and vet people of like mm -hmm. what how, what's going to be safe for us and right. it sucks because even for me who is positive on this of sex and trying to spread that positivity it sucks because a lot of the people who are fighting against it are you are under the guise of religion and caring for kids which is not at all what it is right it's so, literally there's like, no bigger terrorist group than radicalized christians in the u.s and like let's be real about that and they yeah. they manage to because they have the mo they have the money they kind of just stick mm -hmm. their hands wherever they want it mm -hmm. and what's what's crazy is i feel like what it comes down to is just lack of knowledge, lack of, lack of understanding, and it's willful lack of knowledge. Because I said they they disabled that thing on Craigslist to protect sex workers. Like, like I've done out calls before. You think I'm just getting a text message from a rando and be like, cool, I'll show up in 20 minutes. No, so, that's not how anything no. works. Like these people that are sex workers, there's things that we have, There's there's a process that we have. It's never just like a, hey, pick up a phone and fuck. No, it's like, I need a copy of your driver's license. I need, I, if you've ever hired a sex worker before, I need two to three references. Like this isn't some type, it, it's, it's crazy. I, so what, I'm an independent contractor for pussy, basically. Like <laughs> I'm gonna do my research. Exactly. Yeah. So what was really sad about that was um, whenever they did remove the Craigslist, there was studies that showed there was an increase in violence against women because mm -hmm. what had happened was women who used to have pimps back in the day, whenever Craigslist started, they stopped using pimps because mm -hmm. they could finally market themselves. Mm -hmm. They were basically turning into their own businesswomen. Mm -hmm. And then once they removed it, they didn't have that form of advertisement. So they went back to somebody that they knew and violence increased again. So this whole thing about saying it's protecting women, no, you actually hurt women. Like you made that it worse on you. Yeah. Like and I wish people would understand you. If you want to protect women, you give them autonomy. That's all we want. Yeah. Like we yeah. really, really just want to be in charge of our own bodies, in charge of our reproductive organs, and be able to be safe at night. Like that's we we're so simple. It's so simple. That's it. It's so fucking simple. So Scott, my question then is, is for both of us who are definitely body positive and keeping that message alive, how do we go about pushing that, you know, try to strengthen the numbers of the sex positive and saying, no, this is actually a like, let us have these practices in place so people do not get affected. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just using our platform to to speak on those issues, especially when you're somebody that's not, you know, using your platform as a megaphone for people that are sex workers, that do do OnlyFans, mm -hmm. and to say, like, this issue doesn't personally affect me, other yeah. than my late Saturday nights with the Cowboys, but other than that, you know, my my business isn't affected, but I care about people whose business is affected and whose safety is affected by this, and that's not okay. And I think using your platform as somebody that isn't directly affected as a megaphone just shows people how important the issue is. 
And, yeah. and Forrest and Scotty, I hope you don't mind me saying this, um, but I feel like as white men, you, you that have a social media following, it's your responsibility to do it as well. Yeah, he's got because the bigger you, numbers than me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, but it's still, either like, way. You know, but, yes, you have, you're right. You're if right. If you have five or five hundred followers, it is your responsibility. You're mm -hmm. a white man. People are going to listen to you. Yeah. Like they'll listen to. Like they'll they'll look at Scotty. Scotty, let's be real. You're beautiful here. Let's just talk about that for a second. <laughs> I see you. Like if yes. I'm a if I'm a young man. And I'm saying, oh, look at this handsome man telling me to be body positive. I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to have a better I'm going to have a better relationship with my body. I have a better relationship with the understanding of consent and autonomy of my body. And hopefully, we can only hope that that spreads to my relationships with other people. So when I see white men that are being po body positive, I'm like, yeah, be louder. Well, I also think too, we should also not only just like promote ourselves, but also promote those under, under like not, not so much underrated, but underappreciated yeah. people of color and those types of, those right. types of people and lift them up a little bit because Absolutely. you have a little bit of more influence and it is possible to do that. And so that's why I, I, I like having people on, especially for this show who are who celebrate diversity and who are not afraid to say like, no, this is an issue. We need to keep raising this up a little bit more mm -hmm. because it's something that we are lacking. And there are several other people who are not doing that yeah. mm -hmm. and we need to be doing that. Yeah. I think too, uh, I think something other people don't under, or people don't understand is that even if you don't have, you know, even if you're not super invested in social media, you don't have a big platform, you have your own platform in your life where you have people mm -hmm. around you that you have strong relationships with and they'll listen to you and they'll listen to your opinions. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's easy to tune out influencer X who's just, you know, chatting about whatever. But mm -hmm. when it's right in front of you and it's your friend and it's someone you care about, you listen to that conversation. Yeah, and so, absolutely. you know, I would challenge everybody, even if you don't have the, the following or the this or that, that you have that power in your life to make change mm -hmm. in your circles. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I, like going back to the whole gaze over COVID thing, I think that's why I liked it so much because they were like, hey, we can agree on the same things. We can agree that, you know, our community deserves rights, but as a person, I'm still going to hold you accountable for this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was really like... I saw the the Perez Hilton got involved in the conversation. I'm like, first of all, no one invited you. <laughs> uh, but, I saw, <laughs> but I saw other people jumping in there, and it was, I don't know, for me, it was kind of, kind of fascinating as like a as like a queer woman on the outside because unfortunately, I think I've I've worked in West Hollywood for a long time. I've had a lot of, and I've had some really negative experiences with yeah. with cis gay men and like derogatory comments towards women, or especially like specifically trans women or or people of color that are queer. So to like watch these people hold their community accountable for their behavior mm -hmm. was dope. I was like, yeah. if this is the 2021 energy I'm gonna get where we're all realizing there can be, the, the, like even our community that we love and cherish can still be problematic. Mm -hmm. Like that's the type of energy I wanna go with. Where oh, my favorite. I was it's not cancel culture. It's just, it's, hey, you're shitty. It's accountability <laughs> culture. That's what it's it is. It's yeah. continuing to hold people accountable. That's the most millennial thing I've ever heard in my life and I love it. Shut it. <laughs> but like I got into like a lovely Twitter back and forth with gay WeHo and they were trying to basically paint it to I'm trying to remember exactly how they worded it, but basically to the effect of like, well, everyone was involved. So it wasn't, don't just blame it on 
on the gay whites. I go, but realize too that there were women who went to Puerto Vallarta with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And there's always there's always a woman. There's always one woman. Always it's me. It's one. me trying to get one of them Only drunk enough one, to fuck one or them. Two, that's it. But the, but but if you notice, the majority of them were gay white men. It's like mm. we can do so much fucking better. Like to think an that, alarming amount that worked in the medical field also. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. It was stupid as fuck. I'm like but the thing what? that also like. I'm also kind of more shocked about is all the followers who are commenting mean like you look so great like I'm like guys I understand thirsting after somebody but like thirst after somebody who has morals has like we talked about is multifaceted multi-layered like yeah I I don't don't know so thirst you is what you're saying (laughs) Because I can support that. I'll stand behind that. No problem. (laughs) But I, I just, just the whole thing was just, and then to have someone who um, puts it out on circuitbitch.com Facebook group, I will give someone $500 to to whoever outs gays over COVID. I'm like, cough it up. Let's go. I'll say I am. I didn't even know. My mom called me. She's like, oh my God, did you hear about the Trump tapes? And I was like, do you I, hear about I the didn't COVID even tape? know. I was like, <laughs> I've been listening to gays over COVID for the past three days. I've been consumed. I didn't even know that that Trump mm. blew Watergate out of the water. Oh, oh my god! Can you imagine Trump is gays over COVID? <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! He might need that five hundred dollars real soon. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. be out. Yeah, he's like, is five hundred yep. enough for bail? Yeah. What did you yes. see? But did you see that they also? So they started a group called Gays Over Karen. Over Karen. Yep. Yeah, because they they are calling gays over covid karens and people were like i feel like you got that name confused backwards but what i do appreciate about this conversation is this isn't new this isn't a new (laughs) phenomenon i just think it's with the pandemic it's really at the forefront of conversation and we're getting to talk about like the behavior is so exemplarily horrible of like (laughs) i'm just gonna go to pv during the pandemic like People were, you know, going to PV before and perhaps in problematic ways and Mm -hmm. doing problematic behavior. But now it's so public that we can have these conversations. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. I just think all of our standards are so much, they're so raised right now. Mm -hmm. We're we're all like, you're either a good person or you don't exist to me. Yeah. (laughs) Well, like someone, there's another podcast I was listening to called Gays Over, or Gays, (laughs) not Gays Over COVID. It's like Gays Who Tweet who basically said, we're aware that traveling to Puerto Vallarta for like a white party and doing this somewhat dangerous stuff, we're aware of it, that's fine. That's not the problem. The problem is is them actively choosing to do it when there's a really bad pandemic happening and just who are deliberately doing it, who knew what was going on, Mm -hmm. who were getting a vaccine, which by the way, you need two of those things to even work. Which you think you would know if you're in the medical field. Or who are just getting it two days over. You're still supposed to wait for like 14 days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And still, nope, nope, let's, hey, three days? Oh, that's fine, let's just go. It's good enough. No, 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 no. And that's that's what's so embarrassing. So I just, I'm like, I'm glad that I was able to air that grievance out because That was super. I just think that was a conversation a we needed to have. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Something else I wanted to talk, especially with Teddy, about because I think, especially being in the porn industry, is that there have been a number of times I've maybe maybe I could be wrong, or is is there more inclusivity in porn? Um, I would say probably more on OnlyFans again, mm-hmm. and 
again, I'm just saying that like OnlyFans just gets to be more real life. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like in studio porn it becomes almost offensively sexualized because in studio porn if it's like with an if it's with like a black guy they advertise it as so and so with this model who has a big black cock yeah and, it's yeah. gross reading these titles on <laughs> yeah. Pornhub They're I'm like very... what if, can't you can't just be like um sweetheart man I don't know maybe that's just <laughs> me being flowery but I'm like right. I'm sure no, this, this individual has more qualities than this oh, giant penis bachelor. It is, it's what's gross is like you could have easily talked about how like hot and sexy he is without referring to him as a hot and sexy big black cock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like exoticizing them. I feel like, I feel like studio porn and... is still problematic and still years behind, while OnlyFans, because again, it is more representative of real life, is ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, because you brought up the things only gay people understand series. I got a little bit of blowback from that because people were like, you're not you're not featuring enough um, people of color in these. And there were a few, but I was like, this is a really hard line to toe because the videos that I'm showing that we all laugh about that we all know and I want to normalize that we all watch these videos but we don't talk about it but also a lot of them are problematic for fetishizing people of color and I don't want Mm -hmm. to add to that conversation so I was like it's it's really hard for me to dig up videos that are instantly recognizable that empower people of color and don't fetishize them and I was like I found a few (laughs) I posted the ones I found but you have to Uh bear with me you know I'm doing my best (laughs) Bear with us on that one. Bear with us. Uh, so then, so, okay, so then, so my question then, Teddy, is do you think that at some point, maybe the next 10 years, studios might actually just be phased out at that point? I mean, I don't think they'll ever go away because it's still like a multi billion industry. Like, look at it this way radio still exists. And mm-hmm. I know I'm none sure. of us listen to the radio, but it still exists. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it will still always be there. It will just get smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, hmm. I could see that. I definitely, I could, I could see that happening, especially like with, because uh, a conversation we had a, a little while ago was the fact that we're finding that different, like the typical like porn body, is no longer becoming everyone's like. I was just going to ask you that. Oh, I was yeah. just going to ask you that. I feel like only so what happened with the pandemic is that it made us miss sex the way we were having sex before so when i'm google i used to be super into like milf videos and like i used to like a very like her name's brandy love she's beautiful and perfect but she her body is very beautifully sculpted like she's had a lot of work done she looks amazing but i watched one of her videos recently and i'm like yeah but that's not a girl i'm gonna fuck right now and i'm i'm going and i'm looking at these i'm i am going to only fans now i haven't used porn hub for my own activities in like months Mm -hmm. unless it's to watch my own videos because i want views and also that's just who i am as a person (laughs) um but like i love the humble honesty yeah i I love it like only only fans um one of i believe our first guest for us i believe he was our first guest uh theo yes his only He oh, is, it's the same stuff I'm watching over and over again because I miss fucking guys that look like that. Yeah. So, so for more context for the two, for Scotty and Teddy, Theo is basically dad goals. Like he's got dad bod, mm. and oh, he like, and even mm. through like OnlyFans, did we find that he started discovering himself more, and he actually came out as bisexual in the middle of all of this. Mm. 
And which was great because you're like this. I was not expecting for all of that because you know, which is great. So I noticed that the bot, the the ideal partner is changing because of the fact that the pan- pandemic happened. OnlyFans struck out, so these like dad bod types started becoming more elevated. Like, hopefully that trajectory continues going, but does porn will studio porn ever cash or not cash out but maximize on that because that's what people would be interested in are they going to continue antiquated ways no they won't they won't do that they're they're very stuck in their ways and like it's just it's just old ways of thinking about how things have to be filmed and all this they've just been doing it for so long that i just mm-hmm. don't see them wanting to because to them they're like you don't fix what isn't broken Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're not seeing it as that, and that's why I just I feel like it's just like I said they're going to become a very outdated form unless they embrace that, and I don't see them embracing it, and I also don't really see there being like a need for it because to embrace that they would have to go after the people that they've rejected for so long, and those mm-hmm. people have now found OnlyFans. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so think about this: if you're now being like, um, you've rejected me for years, told me I was ugly, I was too hairy, I didn't have a perfect body, all these things, mm-hmm. and now you're telling me you want me? I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I've been my own boss for so long, why would I go yeah. to you? Yeah, and I feel like too, maybe because you will you have a better background about this, I feel like too also, OnlyFans, when you work on it, you get more of a cut than you would working with a studio because they are making more money off of it, right? Well, and then also too, like it's, you make as much money as you put into it. Yeah. So it, it feels worth it. It feels that you could be more proud of it as opposed to like a studio video. Like once you're done, it's kind of, okay, it's done. It's out there. It's theirs. You know, they get to decide how you look, how they market it. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's yours. Yeah. A friend of mine, yeah. did, he did studio porn, just like one or two videos. And um, he's beautiful, super handsome, skinny, tall guy. And he was like, the video came out and they called me chubby guy gets fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, was he even? What? He no. Wasn't, he wasn't even chubby. Was no. He? I think it was just like one video five years ago. But he's like, that oh. was the end of it for me. Yeah. They're like, I mean, shit, you're having a good day. You feel amazing about your body. Then you find out that you're listed on the website as chubby. And you're like, yeah. well, I'll just go kill myself. Thank right. You. Well, well, that's why, too, like, I also, like, I kind of started following, I don't know, if Teddy if you or Scott, if you've ever heard of them, but, like, um, Natural Born Breeders, I started following them because I liked their kind of content. It was very interesting. Like, Monster Cub is another one that was, like, let's take all type kind of body types, which I think is great, and I feel like eventually at some point, some of these OnlyFan performers who are not the mold could potentially turn into their own studios mm-hmm. yeah and so that's like, kind of that's my ultimate dream the other ones. is that like i w- i would want to grow teddy bear into that it turns into teddy bear directs and then i have my own studio because like yeah. so when i when i did studio porn you know they had because like oh like he's the hairy guy but even when i would get to set they would then want me to trim my back or shape it into this which again was somebody telling me okay we think you look good but we don't really like it this way. And ever since I've embraced OnlyFans, I've never shaved or trimmed anything. And good. we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good, because I feel like, too, like, I'm sorry, you wanted 
the studio picked you because they liked what you had. To tell you to modify it is just going against what they had already said to begin with. It's right. Because that's the thing is that at, at the end of the day, they want to go back to their staple idea of beauty, which is always mm-hmm. perfect six pack, two millimeters of hair and a thinly trimmed beard that they will call this guy, you know, burly and no back hair. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I love it with, with their 4% body fat, yeah. Burly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, Scott, what would you, would you ever be willing to go down this route be, and try to help push that forward too? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, for me, you obviously, know, like, the of, underwear shots look great. I'm not going to, so like, like, you're I have amazing, a lot of, um, so I'm down. of acting comedy goals that I have, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I don't think those worlds can co- coexist right now. I don't think we have a, full-fledged, a full-fledged performer that that comes up through porn, and then it's it's just makes everything 10 times harder. And mm-hmm. for me personally, my I feel my sexuality is and my sexual expression is really personal to me and it's not something that I want to perform for the world. Okay. And that's something that I feel like confident and happy in that I, you know, I don't necessarily want to express it that way. I feel like it's private for me and I like it that way and not in like uh-huh. I don't feel negative about negatively about my sexuality. I feel it very positively. But I think even just knowing yourself in a way that be like, I don't think that that would be for me, I think is, you know, I think is yeah. a good perspective. I kind of feel the same way. Like I was actually nervous to even start this podcast because of my affiliations with them to the point where I started just like removing anything that had to do with my social medias to separate the two, which scares me Yeah. because if someone were to find it, and bring that to my management being like, hey, he he get a little freaky on the internet mm-hmm. being like, well, we don't like that, bye. You're like- well, yeah. Just as long what? as you never go to PV, nobody's gonna cancel you and never do that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that no, so much. I get it, it is scary. Even when I, was, um, when I was first came to LA and I was job hunting, I was trying to go into corporate social media and I was like, I feel like I might not get jobs just because of what's on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's underwear shots. It's nothing that's, you know, out of Mm -hmm. bounds but I was like I feel like this could really hold me back and I really had to I went private for a little bit I really had to reconsider things and it's sad Mm -hmm. that we're made to feel that way that's absolutely not how it should be Mm -hmm. I always wonder like what it would be like if I had to write my resume today (laughs) and like how would I describe (laughs) like you're a team player yeah yeah team player (laughs) team player you can work with maybe like what what does the well in sticky situations. <laughs> you have a lot of experience drilling. <laughs> <laughs> you are a people pleaser. Um, yeah. Great I mean, Put a star next to that. It's sad that this is the conversation we have to have of and the fears that we hold within ourselves of going. We love talking about sex, but here we are getting, you know, fucking you know, reamed for it. Like that's not fair. No, no I, had, totally I went fair. through all my social media and it was anything about ever. So be so it doesn't affect my rehire status. Like I, I would hate for like, what's weird is I, I don't, I use my real name and there's something very, very therapeutic about using my real name for me because it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's who I am. I, I, I grew up thinking my hypersexuality was so wrong. Yeah. Like I'm the wrong one in my friend group. And then I started meeting other like-minded people. Oh God, no, no, we're all the same. 
to me yeah. to use yeah. my real name. And I don't, and I, and I go back and forth between my social media being private and being public, but unfortunately, because I need the promo, Twitter is completely public. Like yeah. I am 100% certain. Oh, and then my dad found my, 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 <gasps> my only fans on my birthday. His uh. brother thought it would be funny to show him, Hey, look what this is. <gasps> so, oh, my dad, my dad calls me on my 27th birthday in November and said, Hey, just so you know, uh, we probably won't have a relationship moving forward. <gasps> and I was like, are you serious? I, and But I just remembered thinking like I had, been, I've been in so much cognitive behavioral therapy this past year where I, I didn't, I wasn't hurt right away. I was like dotting the lines of the trauma. And I was mm. like, and this is why I fuck 50 year olds. This is why I fuck 50 year olds. Like I, just, <laughs> like, I tried yep. really hard not to be hurt about it. Cause I was like, of all the mean shit that I say to myself, this is nothing. You yeah. think you can hurt my feelings? I live with yeah. me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just remember I was talking, I went and I talked to my mom and she held my hands. She's like, this is him. This is not you. This is him. This is not you. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, if my mom can view my sex work the same way, like that way, nobody else has any other excuse to like, well, you know ever why, hold it against you know why me. your dad is because to a dad like that, he views your body as his property. Absolutely. Uh, he views, so- and he viewed my, he viewed my virginity as the only currency that I can bring to the world. Like yep. that's, mm-hmm. that's what gives me value. He's the same person, him and my ex-husband, his re- ex-husband for a reason, like, oh, you know, when you hit 30, you're going to lose your, va- you're going to lose most of your value. Right. Like, and I've heard. How that fucked gro- is that? Dude, that's How why fucked? we're divorced. That's why we're <laughs> divorced. Okay. Because now I'm meeting all these people in their, like, I'm meeting a lot of people in their thirties who are like, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing with my existence. I just try to survive. And I'm like, okay, so this is normal what i'm experiencing is normal and they're like yeah we're literally just trying to not kill ourselves every day yeah. <laughs> like, cool that's the yeah, best we can, can do at this point <laughs> did really well yeah that was a big conversation when wap came out um with yeah. stallion it was like a lot of people had an issue with it and it was like women are only their sexuality and it's not mm-hmm. through the male gaze it's how they want to well i put it, it on instagram and it was one of them like my, my most my most liked posts of the year i said you teach women their bodies or their currency and then get mad when they learn how to spend it yeah like that's, damn that's, oh yeah that's yeah. that's what it came down to and i oh god i think i am more of an exhibitionist than i thought because just to being able to share images of myself and be like yeah suck my dick do it yeah. uh, but also to have people appreciate it and then say you know what i appreciate it so much take my money that's just you know yeah. it's i think that's power. why i like doing the promo on reddit and twitter because like same as like the whole dad bod thing, people are realizing that, hey, fat women are still hot. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and I'm like, people that want my content are able to find my content because I have that ability to promote it in a specific way where I'm like, you wanted the fat ass? Well, here's the rest of it. So <laughs> deal yeah. with it. Here it is. Yeah. Here it is. <laughs> so we've hit our hour. My Alrighty. my peoples, I I see. I always keep saying this too. I always know in my head every time I say that we're like, well, yeah, it's what it's what happens when we have so much fun. But yeah, it goes so fast. I have one final question for the both of you. Yeah. And the question is, what does sex mean to you? Oh. I, I want Teddy to start. I want a second to think. I mean, that's that's so broad. <laughs> that's so broad. Um, yeah. Actually, no. I can answer that. Sex means to me creation. Because I am an artist at heart. Like, I've always drawn since I was four. And even though sex, you think of something completely separate, it still is a very creative outlet for me. 
Absolutely. And even with the camera off, like, it is just, it is a form of sexual creative expression. I mean, when you're having sex, you're literally using your sacral chakra. For me, I think sex is um, connection and communication in the most primal way, whether it's Mm. connecting with yourself, connecting with another person, connecting with a room full of people. But before we had language, before, you know, phones, before all that, we had sex. I love that. Teddy, Teddy, when you started saying creation, I was like, oh, my God, are you going to go into some weird type of like it might be recruited? (laughs) (laughs) Would you die? And I'm like, and I hope you guys know sex before marriage is a sin. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was married once, so I can do it with whoever I want now. But I mean, we all kind of knew that at that point, you know, and also, you don't know, I could be trying to create a baby. It just isn't working out. Yeah, he's he keeps trying so many different people. He keeps trying so many different avenues I love it canals so for the two of you where can we find your socials hit this up promote yourself hoe it out what you got okay I'm uh, at scott.frenzel on tiktok and instagram at scottfrenzel underscore on twitter and you can check out our podcast bear with us girl on wherever you get your podcasts (laughs) apple Podcasts, spotify anchor whatever teddy what you got and I'm Teddy Bear. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Teddy Bear Gur and on OnlyFans.com slash go go teddy bear. I love that. That's a really good handle. Oh <laughs> shit. Well, guys. It's also because I've lost, um, I've gone through six Instagram accounts where they've deleted me. <gasps> yeah. Ew. So I've, ha- yeah, I've had to reach you, my Because phone. you're the most problematic account. You're the one we should definitely be going after. <laughs> It's because oh Instagram my mistakes my body hair for pubes. This sexy woodman. They don't know where oh. it, the chest hair ends and the bot and the pubes begin. They don't. It's all pubes. They look and go, no, too much hair. Stop it. Stop they're, it. They all bush. You're all bush. I love it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on to the show. It was such an honor to get to talk to the both of you. Thank you for having so, us. Thank you. So thank you once again, everyone. Um, my name is Forrest. I am your favorite gunkle. My name is Lauren, your favorite kink princess. I'm Scott Frenzel, your recently no longer constipated individual. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm from the other forest, Teddy Bear. God damn you. God damn you, Teddy Bear. (laughs) I'm, I'm here for all of this. So thank you guys once again so much for listening. And don't forget to always stay open. Stay curious. And <laughs> stay coming. coming. Yay. Bye, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting episode of Coming and Other Stuff You Should Know. Have a question or topic suggestion we should cover? Send an email to comingpod at gmail.com. That's C-U-M-M-I-N-G-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Our official Instagram is at coming and other stuff. Come again soon.